0: The following is a conversation about Jungian process of individuation and shadow work with Wilhelm, who owns a YouTube channel known as Expanding Consciousness, where he creates small animated videos as intended to make Jungian concepts much more accessible and expanded upon. I highly recommend you guys to go check out this YouTube channel, Expanding Consciousness. He really puts his heart and soul into it and it's very entertaining to see these animations work and it really does help you learn more about Jungian concepts better small disclaimer i had a technical issue while recording this episode which affected the audio quality of the entire episode however i have managed to create and clean it up to the best of my ability and bring to you something that is going to be worth listening to so please ladies and gentlemen without further ado enjoy the episode all right welcome ladies and gentlemen to the new episode of the persian perspective podcast today's guest is wilhelm he is the creator of the channel called Expanding the Consciousness. Uh, it's an up-and-coming YouTube channel that does very well creating animated content and also exp- on Jungian analysis and expanding upon them and bringing them into a digestible, uh, a digestible and understandable way to us. And I had the pleasure of having a conversation with him last week. And hopefully today our conversation can all deeper into what Jung has to offer to us, especially nowadays in the current climate. And hopefully you enjoy. So, Wilhelm, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. And thanks for accepting to have the conversation. And sorry for the delay again.
1: Thank you for uh, having me on. Do you hear me? Is the sound good now? The sound is good. Yeah. I can hear you. Okay, I gotta swap this out. Pretty good. Thank you for having me on and uh, yeah. thank you for checking out my, uh, my YouTube channel. Uh, it's mainly about uh, shadow work and uh, that's the topic about my YouTube channel. Knowing the self.
0: Yeah, um, considering that I, knowing the self, considering how I'm like been trying to understand myself more and more as time is going by and I never really understood what shadow work really entails i was always intrigued by it and i tried to do it but i could never understand it throughout the years and more and more coming towards like the present time and especially the past year and a half two years um i've found myself understanding it a bit and slight a bit more and now i know like there is a mechanic to it and i think everybody kind of needs it uh, there's a as recently um you look at the news and everyone's pretty much going crazy or being, as you might want to call it, like being uh, t- overtaken by their shadow or not even understanding what it has uh, for them, what the power it has. Uh, I think everyone kind of needs to understand their inner piece of shit or inner <laughs> shadow, you want to call it, or inner monster that they have or dragon, you want to call it uh and your channel did a very good job in this though so you do sometimes use like jump scares which i did not expect yeah i have it in one uh, like meet <laughs> meeting the soul meeting the soul yeah that was the one i was watching yeah where suddenly like close up of the eyes of the the, the anima and you're like oh god okay but it has very the it, it's is... a very interesting concept
1: it's courageous work Shadow work. Well, I, I, how I want to explain it with my current understanding is shadow work is understanding your emotional reaction. Let's say that you're going to talk on a stage in front of new people and some people yeah. just get frozen up. And yeah. shadow work is understanding the core reason why do I get this feeling that's blocking me from performing. Here, but when speaking in front of a crowd or doing all this stuff. And shadow work is getting to the source of that emotional reaction. Mm.
0: The thing about shadow work, um, I would love to get into how you got into Jung first and like how we yeah. you got introduced to shadow work itself. Um, I was personally, I was uh, hearing, when I heard about, you, You know, you hear a word, but you don't understand it. But for some reason, it just clicks with you. Yeah. Uh, First, I was introduced to the concept of what Jung was doing. And then he mentioned something regarding the process of individuation. And I was like, I just, I didn't understand what he's talking about for whatever reason. I was like, that, I, I want that. I don't know why it happened. But my brother was like, I want to individuate. I want to do that. And apparently, the first step to individuate is to understanding your shadow before you move on to your anima and your animus that you have within. And uh, I gotta say, it has helped me considerably uh, with confidence and having a little bit more belief in myself, and also um, not being overtaken by it in certain sense. Because sometimes I can like have that ruthless part of me that can come out, or the cruel part of me that can come out. But we can get into that later. So I would love to know what your take has been so far and how many years you've been doing it as well.
1: Are we talking shadow work or the shadow the now or how get... um, we we're talking about first
0: getting into Jung and then actually incorporating it into yourself. Yes. The practices.
1: My background story is that when I was in the mid 15 years old, I started having panic attacks. Uh, and when you have a panic attack, you have a feeling that you're going to die, and your heart, your breathing, and everything uh, uh, goes out in. In what's the word I'm looking for? <clears throat> it's get out of sync. And my panic attacks were getting more and more severe. Mm. So when I was 20, I had, had daily panic attacks. And the good thing about it yes. was that if you feel when, when, if you have a pistol to it, because I, I felt like I was dying and I was dying, my hair was, hair was getting gray or feathery. I'll dropping me some hair, but that's another issue. But uh, then I started just reading psychology. I just started mm. minimum eight hours per day. Just, I had a pistol I was working simultaneously, but I was on the evenings So when I had some hours I could spare when I was working, I just read everything. everything everything. And after about nine years I got into you, through Jordan Peterson. Because often when Jordan Peterson spoke there are some really wise words. I thought he was referring to Jung, and then I started reading everything I could find about Jung, but I would never felt that I get to the core source. There was something missing, and then I came upon the red book by Sheld. And this is this took me nine years to find this book, and this book here is the very source of Jung's material but it's written in a cryptical way. You have to decrypt the book. It's written with a subconscious language. The subconscious language is more about uh, vibration uh, and symbols. And in every Mm -hmm. story, there's a hidden subconscious message. Even when you watch a movie, there's always, almost always, a subconscious me- message behind the movie. And that is uh, from the subconscious. And for example, Jung's Red Book was the very source of his material. And that's how I got into the book. So it took me about okay. a good 10,000 10, hours to find. And I was looking everywhere, different uh,
0: psychologists' profiles throwing. Either everybody. It's interesting that you got into the red book like almost immediately. Like, how long did reading it is one thing. How long did it take for you to understand what it says?
1: For me, the book took a good year. I, I, I if I fully don't understand it yet, it's for me it's an extremely interesting book, but also hard. But for me, I have been studying the book a good year now. And in the first nine months, I was obsessed. I dreamt about the book. A minimum I spent average eight to ten hours trying to understand the book. Three, six, five, every day. I could not get it out of my mind for some reason. I, I was, was something there I couldn't understand. and My brain was so hungry to try to understand it. And the first chapter in the book, it's it's about yeah. madness. And when I read this why would I read about madness? So I, sh- I skipped that chapter. Why would I read about madness? I just want to give me the material, give me the information. The inter- interesting thing is it's about the philosophy of madness. And why would there be a chapter on philosophy on madness in the beginning of the book? because to understand certain information you have to become a little bit mad Yeah, and that is because when you were young you were not programmed to understand this information if you went to traditional schooling system there are schools in this world that teach this this. but if you are uh, from a traditional school system your brain will not be programmed to understand certain information. That's why you have to go and uh, question from core belief systems.
0: And that's when you come upon the feeling of madness. The thing about the book is that's fascinating, and I understand what you mean by the madness, because it starts with talking about that. And the beauty of it is that, at least for me, was that there's a sense of release into it because of the fact that it tells you if if it allows you to imagine in a sense and tells you that you know the things there's a part part of that those chapters that talks about the fact that there is sense and there is nonsense and both of them make sense and the balance between what's real and what's not real is as much as as much as you think there is it's there like it there as much as day there there's day there is night and you should believe in the fact that there is that kind of a thing to the world that there is some things that you shouldn't even make sense of but that doesn't mean they're not they don't make sense in any way which is very contradictory but it also kind of speaks to what our lives are now kind of i believe it's kind of missing that sense of like acceptance of these things that are just doesn't make sense and logic needs to be pre- prevailing. I think it kind of also ties into like Nietzsche's uh, concept about like the death of God in the sense that it would be kind of like just complete. The science has taken over and everything is going to be away, but you're kind of limiting your brain and everything is going to be like tarnished because of it.
1: And it in- is in, in, Yes, please. Yeah, continue. It's interesting that you mention Nietzsche. Yeah. Be- because Nietzsche was doing the same. Uh, he was meeting. W- when you do this type of work, you're encountering your own imagination. And then you can say, oh, it's yeah. just my imagination. But n- your imagination, because you are a creature in nature, So even your imagination comes from somewhere in nature. It's not just imagination. It's not by chance. So this work is about encountering your imagination. And the interesting part, Nietzsche also did this work, but he went mad, unfortunately. And that's the danger with doing this work, that you have to have a connection with the material world simultaneously. If you're doing shadow work, and you get some insights, then you have to try to apply them in the material world. If you go too long in just your, your imagination, you can get lost. You can get mad, and that was happened to Nietzsche. He didn't reach all the way.
0: No, it didn't. For me, that,
1: the that, interesting is thing
0: in is work. Have you read Nietzsche? Yes, a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: wouldn't say I read. I I say I attempted to read it like for me Jung is much more readable than Nietzsche in <laughs> a weird my <laughs> yeah I've, I've tried any all his this material but again like you mentioned like I he that man went through a complete like shattering of his consciousness and he went through a huge stage of state of psychosis for no apparent reason like nobody really knows but the questions and the concepts that it up, brings up, you're like, oh, this guy hasn't got to deal with anything that he had within himself, and now he's dealing with it, and he's now torn apart, and he's kind of losing it, and he lost it, unfortunately. Yeah, he... One he... thing he... about, he... Uh, I wanted to mention. Oh, conti- uh, sorry, there was a delay. Sorry, continue.
1: Yeah, it's a slight delay. Uh, Niksj did the same work as Jörn. And in the first chapter, it, it says mm-hmm. some clear warnings when you do this type of work. For example, understanding yourself is that you have to be connected in the material realm. You have to have family or some duties. Otherwise, it's easy to get lost and you can get trapped in the psychosis. And that was uh, Nick just uh, weakness. He did he went too deep without trying his understandings or his insights in the material realm. For too long dude unfortunately that he went mad
0: <laughs> he lost his mind yeah he lost his mind yes. it's kind of funny because um i i was thinking that i was thinking about the whole process of individuation and before we get into the actual brass tacks of like what shadow work is is that um i thought it would be individuation first processes would be incorporation of anima and get in those parts of you but then you realize no it's actually you have to go through hell to get to heaven is ex- exactly the way dante went down to from hell to purgatory to heaven and because for a while in in initial stages uh like in i'm i'm not I'm not gonna say i'm too many stages in in any way but i'm just saying in my attempt i was attempting of understanding my anima but i always had a dead, dead end in it <laughs> so I realized that shadow work had more immediate. But then the people were like, the writings were like, you need to understand your shadow initially before you go to anything else.
1: Yeah, if you have... First you have to encounter your, your shadow before you can encounter the anima. The anima is more powerful, I would say, than the shadow. Mm. Especially when you meet it. It's so... It represents the baby's fear of the mother as a newborn. That's how scary the anima is.
0: That's a very interesting way of putting it, but very potent as well. It does, make, <laughs> does drive the message through.
1: I can explain, because when you're born, the first minute you're born, you are... Imagine yourself. You, everybody can whoop your ass when you boy or baby. You cannot eat. You're totally... Independent upon your mother. And that comes with love and also the, the deepest, the deepest fear you can imagine in the anima. The fear of the mother the baby has. And that's how scary the anima is, and that is more a deeper fear than the shadow. But the shadow is the first thing you feel when you do you nothing. Know, it's, it's the shadow pushing you. But deeper deeper is the anima. You call yeah. the the dark woman.
0: We can be a dark woman, the animal. Um, and it is the ultimate step in individuation. If anybody can pull it, it is a very rare few could.
1: Everybody can do it. It's just how much you want to push Jim. yourself. But yep. everybody
0: can. with a chance of losing your mind. Count the
1: animal. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, if you do it sloppy, but imagine if you're going to go to the gym and then you're going to put 300 kilos on the bar the first time you attempt to do, do a lift, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt your body. Yeah. Your body is not prepared for that type of weight.
0: Yeah, that's very true. You have to kind of build up to it and hopefully you'll be ready when the time yeah. comes.
1: Yeah, but you can still encounter one enemy I want the
0: dreams. A- true but Mm, well the dreams are still we'll get to the dreams in a bit I'm gonna put that up for later down down the road I wanted to know how did you begin uh, your shadow work and how long you've been doing so and have you reached certain conclusions or have you reached the ultimate conclusion or you're still on progress of further understanding yourself
1: I have done Shadow work now for, I would say, three years. The real mm-hmm. for shadow work. Before I was just reading about psychology, but I didn't really look deep into my own imagination. That is shadow work. That I've been doing for approximately two, three years now. And no, I'm in it close to that. I'm not even close to that. Because I still have... Uh, Everybody has the problems. Yeah, Uh, and I have my problems. Like everybody has. Have you you heard about Hermes Trismagistus, the triest great one? No, I have not. Um, The triest great one, he was the first known writer about shadow work, Hermes Trismagistus. And why do they say the tries great one? Because his thoughts were perfectly aligned with reality, the material realm, and he had the deepest care. His emotions were also aligned with humanity, and then his action became by default aligned. That's what that's the, the end goal of shadow World. your thoughts, your emotion, and that ultimately your actions.
0: Go mm-hmm. ahead. And uh, when was this? Uh, when did uh, when when was he from? Like where was he? Like which era was he from?
1: This is approximately two thousand years before Jesus Christ, and it comes from. oh, okay. The, yes, yes, it, it comes from the, Egypt, the Egyptian uh, owned province town.
0: Oh, okay.
1: The,
0: All right. Yes. And how did the, has Jung mentioned about this per, uh, particular, uh, sorry. Yes. Uh, like we we're talking about an individual or an, cause right now it sounds almost mythological to me now. So I'm like, is this an individual who had this kind of a, like a prophetic language or a God? <laughs> it's like this. It means like, was he a person or was he God?
1: We don't know, huh? But let's get back to you. Nice. No, that... no, that's the expecting... core of um, the shadow work. But we we can. Uh, what I think your viewers will find interesting is the shadow, because that's step one, and just encountering the shadow.
0: Yeah, especially like people. The main thing that I'm. I know what my is. Miss- conception regarding shadow in particular was that i expected something very different uh rather than something that would be as common like as in front of me like i thought thought i thought that on a much more i'm not saying it's a small thing but the idea and description of shadow i expected it to be something of like mythological like almost hallucination. something that will you have it in a hallucination of course you can't have it in a hallucination should you want it to. But often the descriptions that people have problem with is that, what is shadow really? And people don't understand, like, oh, it's everything that you hate about your hating others, that's what you have in you. That negative side, that power that you have in your side, that you, if you see a murderer and you despise a murderer, maybe you have that killer instinct within yourself, but you're denying it that whole repression of anger and resentment and not necessarily everything evil, but something that has the power of being evil if you don't um, manage it. Yes. Because
1: if you, everybody has the shadow, I can take a good example. Let's say you're you're afraid of dogs. For some reason, when you see a dog, you get this deep emotional reaction that comes from. You, your heart rate goes up, you start sweating. Everybody has that type of scenario. It can be speaking in public, dogs, most people have yeah. it. And that's where your shadow is hiding behind. That deep feeling of a, a fear you don't really understand where it comes from. That's often mm-hmm. where your shadow is hiding. And if that fear goes mm-hmm. unconscious for too long, It will start to take over other parts of your life. That's very true. Yeah. And the more you understand about your shadow, the more you're able to see the true person behind. For example, if I meet a new person and I have really encountered my own shadow, I can see more behind their true character. Who they were when they were born as a baby. You see the baby in them, yeah. and not it, the shadow is the the beast part of you. You one you one animal. Shadow represents that animal also. Yes, yeah. a lot of ego behind in the shadow.
0: Yeah, it's a very primal in its own in a sense. But in, in tying it somewhat to your background, because you mentioned. Uh, in our call last time that you had certain like anxieties of performing in front of people. Did shadow work came into play in, in order for you to be better? Because right now, um, you do stand up comedy as I heard that you told me about that you do, you do now. Does that, did it came into play to get shed that anxiety in a sense?
1: <clears throat> a little bit background.
0: Because I
1: I had this panic attack and then you start hiding from things when you have panic attacks. And one of my biggest uh, fear became rooted in speaking in front of or I would say performing in front of a new people I didn't know. I I was working as an engineer and I had uh, done programming work and I was going to show my work to a board. And then I just entered the meeting and Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what happened. I was just having panic and they asked me questions. I was, <laughs> yeah, full panic mode <laughs> in the middle. Oh my God. Uh, that was before I encountered my shadow. And then I uh, started to mm. d- d- do shadow works and now I can perform stand-up comedy. That was, many people say, it's the ultimate fear in some way. It's just a crowd of 100 people you've never seen before. Go up and make some funny jokes. See? Yeah. Then you really, you know, if you have certain feelings uh, when you're talking to a beautiful woman or a big crowd, the crowd senses your vibration. And that's where shadow work can help you. It changes your emotional reaction when you perform or meet a beautiful woman.
0: And using what shadow work gave you in a sense brought that part of your, I suppose, uh, your inner strength out, in a sense.
1: It's not that easy because it's a process. Because Good. you do some active imagination. We can get into that later. And then you get some insights about yourself. And mm. then they have to be tested in the material realm. And then you that's a—that's the the process. You... For example, if you're afraid of speaking in front of a new crowd, then you go and do it. First, you do the shadow work so you don't faint on stage. Then you get a little more courage, and you push it also in the material realm.
0: Yeah. We can actually get into that section right now about it. Like, how did you begin with your shadow work? Like, I, mean, I know there's like multiple different people have different methods of how what it would get give them uh, results. Some people can even like... Some of my... Uh, It's funny that you do stand-up comedy because I do stand-up comedy occasionally and my friends are all stand-up comedians. And some of them exercise their shadow on the stage. And it's very interesting that it comes up like there are are generic comedians and there are some people that when they start talking, you kind of go like, you're going through something on the stage and I can see it. You're talking about something a little bit more primal like I can see your teeth kind of growing a little bit as you're talking but they come off the stage and they're jolly as it gets but on the stage I can always be like oh hey you're channeling something from within you so how did you uh, dealt with your shadow work what was your approach first I
1: first, I, I was reading a lot of psychology yeah you, you have the back I have about thousands of hours. I read Nietzsche I read everywhere you want to Thousands of hours. Yeah. And then I started. Started to reading about. Active imagination. And then I started trying that. And. When you do that for the first time. Especially if you have. Deep problems with anxiety. It, it's. Scary. Man. In the beginning. I flipped out. I did the. Uh, deep. Uh, meditation. And the first time. You know, I just flipped out. I need to run out. And get some air. But. Uh, I did that process more and more, uh, deeper and deeper in my, uh, meditation, and eventually I was able to encounter my shadow. It's the first thing that you really encounter me when you you go in and meet your subconscious.
0: Right? And like, are you saying that that's regular among people who partake in active imagination that that's the first usually the first encounter is the shadow?
1: Yes, it's it's the gatekeeper to the door, the shadow.
0: Interesting, yeah,
1: okay. And and when you first meet the shadow in your deep mind, you can do it also with dreams, Mm. lucid dreaming. Awakened dreaming, you can say call it. But Mm. when when you encounter the shadow, it will show you your greatest fear and you have to go through that vision. Really? And that it, it will give, it Will try to scare you with your greatest fear. For example, if you're afraid of snakes or dogs so you, you will see the most frightening dog you can even Im- imagine attacking you or something. And you have to go through that whole process and let it even attack and bite your body in your imagination. And when you encounter that, the shadow
0: will reveal itself, what it truly is. Mm and your active imagination did you went through it by through med- like regular like sitting down and meditating or like was it like actively typing as it goes like how robert a johnson like mentions is like sit down on a typewriter and just start stream of consciousness typing it out as your images go and by the way how long did it take for you to actually for it to pick up cuz i'm trying it i'm i have trials and error i have like su- success rate is 10% for me, out of all, uh, every attempt.
1: Well, my first success was actually with the, the dreaming method.
0: Lucid dreaming.
1: Uh, and Yes, lucid dreaming. Because that's the same as active yeah. animation. Because when you're dreaming, hmm. you, have, you get pictures from your subconscious. Yeah. Uh, and I can, a short... Quick step about the process is that I started writing down my dreams. And when you write down your dreams, they get more and more intense. And uh, each morning you write down more and more. Mm. And after I done that for a good weeks, uh, I started counting my fingers. One, two, three, four, five. All the time. Uh-huh. Every day. And that, then you send a little subconscious hack to your brain. So when you're having a dream and you have been counting your fingers, you get a little back door into your subconscious. So in the dream, you get this urge to look at your hand, for example. And when you dream, uh-huh. your hand is not going to look uh, as familiar. It might like look a little bit weird, and you see, that's not my real hand. If you've been doing the hand practice, right, for example. And then you know, oh my god, I'm in a dream right now. Oh, I- now you have a lot of I have direct visual contact with my subconscious. And for example, if you have that, then you can ask, where does my uh, fear of dog, for example, if you're afraid of women or dogs or anything, you can ask, what's your deepest fear, for example. Then you can ask, where does my deep fear come from? Then your shadow is going to come knocking at your door. It's going to come in the dream and show you things. I just get goosebumps when I'm thinking about it.
0: Jeez. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you started lucid dreaming and the method you're talking about, okay, you're sitting, when you say you're counting your finger, you're like laying down and you're just like counting your uh, counting to five and looking at your hand the whole time. Or you just, every day you're just like constantly reminding yourself to like investigate the palm of your hand. And then use that as a means to like hack into it. When you're dreaming, yeah. your hand is the first thing you're gonna check out. Exactly,
1: but it takes time. And I, I, say, I did it uh, when I was two, uh, you shopping groceries one, two, three. Yeah, the like saw in the store. It's OCD or something. I say. <laughs> At work, you know, uh, twenty times a day, I did it, for, uh, but it for a few days it went quite quick for me
0: that's very good yeah i have problems with the dreaming in general because as you mentioned like i might be forgetting my dreams Uh, i have a dream journal they're same thing with you Uh, as i mentioned i told you this before i don't know if it was coincided with the time i think it did coincide with the time i bought the red book just prior to even reading it i just bought it and for a period of one month i was having dreams every night that i could remember very strange ones as well like i dreams of i dreamt of apocalypses i dreamt of uh jumping in the sea and tying a stone to my leg and i'm like what am i doing (laughs) so it just and it kept getting more more and more bizarre um but uh i'm still really trying to like find a way to dream more or at least remember them like and I jot down the like, I know that you need to have a dream journal, and I have it, and I do jot them down. But I'm still hoping to like be able to like hack that part of my brain to be able to see those visions a little bit more better. It
1: requires courage.
0: Yeah.
1: For <laughs> example, yeah, and hey, you tell me you, you dreamt. Of, uh, it was quite interesting that you mentioned it. You dreamt about. Jumping into water with uh, a stone tied around
0: your leg? What do you say? Yes, actually, I, I there was a I was on top of a ledge on a seawall. You know, like those like um uh, mountainous area, by, by, by the sea that suddenly looks like a dam that is because it's like shaved off because it's just yeah. like a straight line down. And I was there, and I was looking at the ocean coming and going backward, and like hitting the tides were hitting the the seawall. And I had this stone that I had tied around it, uh, almost like a present. Uh, like um, uh, how should I put it? Yeah, it's almost like a, like a ribbon that's been tied around it, like a present. And I think I wanted to. I, I wasn't gonna kill myself. I know that. But I wanted to go deep down. That I knew. I knew I wanted to go like go deep down into the water. And the stone was supposed to pull me there. It wasn't a suicide attempt. It was a I want to go what's underneath there. And I don't think I managed to get to the point of actually go jumping. I woke up most probably before that. It wasn't a it was not a malicious dream. Uh, I just woke up and I was like, what was that? The way I by the sea wall. Sorry, what? It was a powerful dream.
1: I can tell you what the water represents. Oh, finally, the water represents your emotions, mm. And uh, diving into the water
0: represents understanding your emotions. Mm. Well, that will coincide with the fact that I'm trying to like understand myself far better than I am. know what I know right now.
1: I can also tell you this. All your emotional reactions is coming deep from your anima, your female part of you
0: yeah that's very interesting because of the resemblance from because because it was because of the symbolism of water or in something else
1: the water represents um, your emotions and for example if you have a dream that you want to call Deep jump down with a stone in the water. Yeah, it represents that you don't understand your emotional reactions yet. And there really? is, but you're in your everybody has you know, everything in nature grows trees, grows you, you're a part of nature, and your, yeah. your dreams are a part to help you grow and to understand your where your emotion comes from, especially emotional reactions. That is a deep. Deep part in uh, individuation, understanding yourself.
0: That's very interesting. That is very interesting. You have. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep note of that for sure. Um, but all your,
1: yeah, uh, I, uh, all your emotional reactions comes from your anime hmm. that we, uh, it's, it's that clear? Between every is a female part of your psyche
0: hmm um, okay Um. Uh, I don't know what to really say in re- response to it but rather than the fact that I kind of had suspected that some of my through my shadow work at least I've noticed that part of my shadow is actually re- remarkably female compared to like there is like certain like responses that I have that are in come from the negative is a more female Kind of a way of approach rather than a more masculine. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what to really put more on this side. So yeah. But this is very interesting.
1: I can say we humans, we have the two brain health, left and right. Yeah. Yeah. And those, what, what those brain truly represents is one part is the intellect, you're yeah. just processing your ability, and one part is your emotional side. And the, mm. the right brain represents your emotions and the left brain represents the mask. It could be vice versa. Uh, yeah. so, and that's the female part of it. You have a woman. Everybody has a woman and a, a woman within. Yeah. deep deep one. Really? Jung writes about this in the beginning of the book. Yeah, in the red book, there are two characters that goes along him through the whole book. It's uh, uh, Solomon and Elijah. Okay. What they just represent is the male intellect and the, and the female emotional part of the brain. And mm. the book is about balancing those so you get perfect balancing in your brain. That's what Trude Jung does. And in Jung's,
0: I think, second... That's what I'm kind of hoping to establish.
1: Yeah. In the beginning of the book, Jung encounters uh, Solomon, and Solomon represents his anima, uh, uh, and he, he sees Solomon, He's afraid of Solomon, for him Solomon, when he meets her in his sub- when Jung meets Solomon in his subconscious, she represents all his emotional reactions. He doesn't know it yet in the beginning of the book; he has not come to that understanding. But yeah. meeting the anima is meeting. Imagine you're walking in the woods by yourself. In the woods, and suddenly a big tiger appears in front of you. Yeah. And you know, this tiger oh, is always more beautiful than anything you have ever seen, but it can also crush you if it wants. And maybe just looking at that tiger, that's your animal. Mm. <laughs> and then Solomon tells Jung, I love you. Do you love me? And he flips out on it. It's too much for it. You know, wow. and then it goes clear yeah. uh, Elijah is there also uh, and it goes to Elijah uh, Solomon has blood on her hands in the book, she has murdered things he sees that and then Jung says how can she love me and then Elijah says you are cowardly uh, and then the vision stops
0: yeah oh man is oh no that that is that the same vision that Jung saw when he uh, and he heard that if you cannot decode this you better kill yourself right now. No, I, uh
1: no, I don't
0: think that's the same. What? It's not the same. No, it's not the same. But yeah, because uh, yeah, because it, it, like there was a there, there was anima involved in that vision. So now you're mentioning it. I was like, oh, was that the same? That it, oh, it wasn't. Which is just shows how intense his vision was uh i will i don't i'm not gonna tell you more we can have another episode maybe on dream analysis or something because that would be very interesting because right now you mentioned a very good approach to it but aside after you're done i'm gonna go back on the track with the shadow work for now after you're done with the whole idea with the with the lucid dreaming then how did your now you moved on to writing and doing like active work into it aside from lucid dreaming
1: yes. yes but i do it in periods because it's quite you know it's like going to the gym and pushing your body hard also if you push yeah. your mind with your imagination you need for me personally i take some periods off mm. to try to use the insights i gain in reality yeah but that's how i started the, the youtube channel it was yeah. from. Shadowware, that the idea came up. Oh, looks okay. like that. Yes, yes. Yes. How was that? <laughs> when you do Shadowware, you get this new just, ideas come popping. I think everybody has ideas. You know, oh, I should try that, or I should do that. But most people never come to any action. That's that's the issue. i and when you do shadow work, those ideas come up from deep inside. Oh, I should try this. But then you, you get the courage to also start a YouTube channel or, or do a podcast, for example. Or take action, go and do stand-up. Yeah.
0: And that's part of the process. And uh, what kind of shadow... like? Was this lucid dreaming, or were you try, were you like doing writing and writing, writing, writing it out, or acting it out? How were you like engaged in this particular shadow work?
1: I have done uh, all three methods: psychedelics, uh, dream method, and uh, just deep active imagination. And for me, Mm. all three has been successful. Mm.
0: How was the psychedelic one? Which psychedelic did you use for it? I have tried uh, the, the Emotions. Oh, nice. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, DMT. DMT also. also. Yeah. Oh, nice. And unfortunately that that's, if there's the one thing I would ever want to try is probably DMT, but uh, wouldn't, well, I suppose all, once you get engaged with them, they kind of might be similar uh, which one gave which method gave you the best experience at least in the sense of sorting yourself out that you look at it, you go like I got something out of this that I know I couldn't get out of anything else I'm not just talking psychedelic anything that you've got so you're like I can do this again because this was this worked for me the best
1: all three for me all three, all three. It, it, it. yes, for me, and they co- they come from the same source. So, and all three are just expand. It's methods to expand your consciousness, your to your subconscious. The subconscious is a part of you. All yeah. three methods is ways to encounter it. Uh, we I... don't need drugs for it. No, no, no. You don't need. No. Yeah, uh, drive drugs, Yeah, drugs. It's a bad word. I don't like. To me, I don't like that word. I'm a. It's a bad word. It's m- more plants growing in nature.
0: It's uh, the, what they try to label it now. Uh, apparently, so far I've seen it's helped a lot of people out uh, compared to pharmaceuticals. So uh, there's that. But at the same time, what uh, this might be a weird question that is. Um, part of me is like your act, what you saw in your active imagination let's say you encountered certain vision in your active imagination was it on par was it the same character showing up in your other in your psychedelic trip or in any other uh, form of active imagination you partake in like was the vision at least the characters that showed up were they the same or they were they altered but representing the same element to you
1: I can talk about my personal encounter with the shadow.
0: Okay. okay, if you're comfortable, by the way, I'm not I'm not putting you on the spot. You can go share anything you don't wanna share. No, 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 nothing like that. Yeah. For me, I, I see it as
1: a duty to give this information to as many people as possible. That's why I do okay. it also. It's a moral obligation to do this. Yeah. And, and my encounter with the shadow, but well, it took a long time and it requires a lot of courage. Many times when I tried to do it, I flipped out, you know. It became too uh, intense. Okay. Also, when I encountered the, the shadow, what helped me was that I was with a beautiful woman. Yeah. Next to me. But when you go deep, you know, you <laughs> leave. But she also boosted my courage a little bit, so I was able to encounter the shadow. So, and I was I was using, uh, the dream method, mm-hmm. so I was able to have a lucid dream. And then I, I asked where does my, my deep panic attacks come from? And then I see in uh, a shadow approaching and this shadow is a huge shadow. And it turns to an uh, anaconda snake just in pure darkness. Yeah. And this snake then goes towards me, to towards me. And then it goes to hold my body. To hold my body is with this shadow snake around. And it's trying to uh, squeeze me. And then, uh, but th- the more it tried, I get, I, I felt that you can, it was easier and easier, you know. And after, I don't, you know, it's hard to mention time, but after maybe a minute, I, I had this thought that I see this snake trying to squeeze me. A, I said, I'm not afraid of this anymore. I just had this deep feeling from me. Then the snake become mad at me. The giant snake, became mad and looked right in my face. It tried to scare me one last time, but couldn't scare me anymore. Then the, the, the shadow snake, Turn into a rat. And the rat tried to flee. Mm. And then I get this just pure sense from my soul to grab the rat. So I grab the rat with my right hand. I pull the rat. And I hold it right to my face. And it's a nasty bastard, this rat. It's, right. it's, it's mad. It's mad that I have found it. This rat. And then I ask the rat, what do you want from me now? Then the rat replies, I am done with you for now. For now. For now. For now. Then the, the rat is it's still mad. It looks at me. It's, oh, it's a nasty bastard, this rat. It's like, and then it walks out of my hand, opens a hidden secret door. It's just a pure white behind that door also. Steps through that door, looks at me one last time, and then slams the door shut. And then I came back. Wow. And then I felt I had the feeling that if you have been holding a heavy, heavy stone, and I've been holding this stone for 15 years, I can finally drop it.
0: Oh, wow. You felt yeah. your muscles loosened up.
1: Yeah, because I have, when you have panic, you have hard breathing, you know, real breathings. And that was the snake. It was deep in my subconscious, constantly squeezing me in certain situations. Jeez. Okay. So I encountered it and got weird. It should not be there, you little bastard. So that's how I encountered my shadow. And he was a nasty bastard. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, the lucid dreaming is going to be on top of my list for now. I've got to try that a little bit to see if I can get it working. Yeah. <laughs> All right and then wow and almost instantly you felt you i mean i'm not going to say you had a miracle like recovery from anxiety that like you managed to like take on more than you could previously considerably yeah that like
1: what happened was that for the first i had this i had i had the feeling of enlightenment it's the highest emotional oh. vibration yeah enlightenment When you feel this feeling, you vibrate at the highest level. It's much more pleasant than any feeling you can imagine. I had this feeling two times in my three times in my life, I think. Now, but that time was was the second time I had it, but it was more powerful than ever. Just right after when I wake up, pure, and I, and then the process starting of doing things I wanted to try. work or taking more risk, being more I could be more courageous. I can stand up more for myself.
0: Jeez, that's very nice. Yeah.
1: That's uh you have to be careful, my oh, role because it's that uh the rat said, and this is similar to everybody, I'm done with you for now. Yeah. For now, it didn't say I'm done with you forever. You know, if you yeah. slip into old habits again, it, it can come back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's something that uh, that's something that I also like it's You know, more... it's like working out and then you stop working out your muscles are going to go away quickly but if you stop putting pressure on you're going to get weak doesn't mean that the strength you had is going to remain where it was you just have to keep it, keep tabs on it
1: Yes Yes it Was more scary or interesting you can call it both, is that When I meet people, I can see if they have the same type of shadow as I had. Just by the breathing, I can see, oh my God, you have that uh, snake squeezing you. You you just know it. That's why this person has this type of emotional reaction. I can see it much deeper after I encounter my own. My processing of the world
0: has changed. That's very good. That's very interesting. Not that I have come to understand my shadow without any visualization, personal, just my own personal shadow. And that has been mainly through reading and, and just using the no active imagination involved in my technique is just through reading and pinpointing what I had an emotional reaction to. And just that I have like, I, I, I can tell I got a little bit higher than I was before um not i still wish i had the physical like i had the the visual aspect of it because i'm a visual person but um it is funny because when i have that just by understanding my own emotional quirks or things that i have a any sort of a reaction to i have noticed that when somebody does something or somebody was being a bit of a dick or something my brain like reacts to I'm like, oh, hey, 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 you have that. It, the, this person has this sort of weakness. This person has this sort of way of like, like, for example, like working in a company and like we had this person who was like incredibly insecure. So his, his, her insecurity would come out as being rude to everybody off the bat. And I instantly knew if I, and like she pushed up at me and I was like, if I push back just now, if I just push back, she's going to break. And I pushed back, not even badly. I just, like, called her out on, like, what she was, she was doing. And she crumbled. And it was very interesting for me to see. I was like, oh, I, because I noticed what I had, she had what I had, yes. maybe to a certain, to a different degree. And now she is kind of encapsulated by it. it. It's there. But she hasn't managed to exercise her shadow, at least, as, to the minimum degree that I have, at least. Um. Um. There was um one active imagination I, I mentioned to you previously on my uh, on our call was that throughout the active imagination. Now I don't know why I w- there was a rejection. Maybe you can enlighten me. I this was a very vivid one because I was sitting and I was imagining and I wasn't. I was just in the realm of unconscious in a sense with my eyes open but suddenly the vision came about and there was this giant stone door in front of me this blue stone very dark blue old stone on made up of, uh, that consisted of the structure of the door and i knew my shadow was going to be behind that and i could feel it was behind that and i wanted to open the door to it and i felt a hand on my shoulder and this man in a rope, which I didn't see his face. I know it was a man in a rope. I just don't know anything else about him. He said, hey, you're not ready to see a man. Back off. I was Not even a threatening way. It was more like an advising in a sense. I was like, no, I want to go see it. It was like, no, back off. But it was like, no, I want to. He's like, all right. And I hauled on the door and whatever was behind it, because I could see, feel a force behind the door slammed at the door and like a Bugs Bunny kind of a thing like the door you know the door as I mentioned it's like the door caves like I have a curve outward and then goes back to neutral like how it was before the door caves a little bit hits me in the head and I snap out of a dream and it was very interesting because I could feel my forehead because it yes. the door hits my forehead and I like I snapped out of it from the pain of my forehead and I felt it in the real life so and I wasn't under any psychedelics. I wasn't under any uh, substance or anything. I'd never done any of them. I'm just sitting and like forcing myself to like losing uh, time and going into active imagination. So I have no idea why it, well, I wasn't ready for it. But th- this was like a few years ago. So it might have been I was maybe too young for it or something. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And that's the... You, you felt the power of the shadow. You yeah. felt deep, deep fear. Whoa, whoa. First of you're, you're kind of cocky. And then yeah. when it really starts happening, oh my God, and that's this deep, deep emotion starts coming. But as as I recommend, if you have this type of uh, character trying to help you or give you some advice, speak with him, ask him, why do you say this then? Then he can mm-hmm. give you something you have to do in the material realm. For maybe do some martial arts or some advice for dancing or or something in material and then you can come yeah to exercise the power of it yeah the, 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 for example the danger with psychedelics is that you can get pushed right in if you go deep you just boom right
0: in and some people are not ready for it yeah that's a risk uh, the risk of a bad trip and uh, I mean uh, the I know some people say there is no such thing as a bad trip. You always get something out of it. But also, like some people might actually completely lose their mind, lose their marbles. Yeah. Okay. So, so
1: this type of active magic is more soft to you. You go at your own pace. Yeah.
0: One, well, yes. any, anything in particular regarding shadow work that you want to mention right now? We're coming up to an yes. hour.
1: Yeah, time time was quick. Thank you. Uh, Shadow work is ultimately about finding true care. For example, let's say you're sitting in the sofa and you get the urge to go and go to the bathroom. Why do you go to the bathroom? You can just lay was Something in you says go to the bathroom. For example, and then when you wake up in the morning, many people are unmotivated. They don't have this feeling of love and care for the world. And shadow work is about finding that deep care you have. So when you wake up, you're driven by genuine love and care. You don't go to work because you must, because you truly care. That is shadow work finding true.
0: Care and love. Yeah, that's a very beautiful way to put it. Because I usually shadow work is not as not phrased from love. Not, uh, not it's not approached from the angle of love. It's usually approached from the angle of evil. Hence the name shadow. Yes, but
1: uh, for example. Do you remember when you were a young child, three, four years old, you just woke up in the morning, you were so hungry for life, so curious. Yeah. You remember those, Every if you don't have a really fucked up childhood, some unfortunately had it, but most people can at least remember when they woke up when they were very young and just so excited and hungry about life that's what shadow work is about is finding back that young love and care you have it in you getting back to it waking up as a grown person and with the same emotion waking up and taking action upon the world genuine love that's the
0: ultimate goal with shadow work becoming that again, becoming that kid with a sense of wonder and Thirstful life,
1: yes. That love and curiosity for the world. Sweet. But you still have your other experience, your more power, grown up. And if you really care about something, if you have imagine you have a hard, hard task, but do you really care about it, you just do that task. That's how our reality is created with care. If you really care about something, then you do it. Whatever it is, either you die, or it gets done. That's true care. Yeah, well, it's worth dying for.
0: Yeah, it is worth dying for. Uh, I believe part of the reason I also like cut into whole uh, shadow work and just young in general, just young in general, was that I mean, feel the missing of that element of that sense of wonder and joy in life and also i would say i'm i'm using this term because i'm always is getting into is i'm trying to understand it better and i also try to have it more in my life which is the term meaning to have a more meaningful life because be it good or be it bad but have it meaningful that's something that is like a kind of an obsession in my head of like if I don't have a meaningful life, then there is no fucking point to any of it. And the modern world, I am I'm I'm twenty eight, soon to be twenty nine. what the fuck do I know about the life? I didn't I didn't have a difficult life much. So but at the same time, whatever I I look at it, I feel like it's way too crooked for me and lack of that imagination and meaning in it is very prevalent. And I think that union analysis and shadow work and all these kinds of things are actually a way for me the one of the most prominent way of having meaning in it and bring that inner meaning into it yes it's also about co-
1: connecting with your creative side of, because if crea- creativity you yes. the same emotion as love yeah and humans, we are creative beings. Our nature is: we feel good when we create. We don't feel good when we drink alcohol or just watch pointless games. Just yes, it's a short-term pleasure, but the long-term wholeness you get when you try to create something. We are creative beings, and you can only yeah. be truly creative with love. Yeah, love for the world. We are creative beings. That's our human true nature when we feel <sighs> it's made me regret
0: have you become more creative with your through your shadow work after your shadow work yes
1: it's the yeah. only i can say only reason that i had the youtube channel i can get yeah, do comedy i can do because before i was working as an engineer and how you know you get tasks from the management do this execute this execute this I don't really question, is this even more a behavior? The things I'm creating.
0: I'm just doing it for money.
1: Yeah. I'm not doing it because I really enjoy it. No,
0: is it, You feel like you're wasting your life. <laughs> yeah, I can say. Okay. Anything you... I think we can wrap up the conversation right now. Anything you want to add for the... For the end of the shadow work or uh anything you want to promote on I, I don't have much of a big of an audience yet but if anything you want to mention we can actually mention i'll be sure to uh keep your uh your youtube channel's name and it. it's doing well i'm very happy to see your youtube channel doing well because it's very unique it's very it's like a hidden gem if you find it <laughs> thank you thank you It's it's really my great design yeah it's so it is it's very beautifully done it's like an old 80s 90s like dust nostalgia that comes out with these like very simple but very potent animation
1: thank you thank you yes all right if if you're listening and you're interested in this type of work please check out my youtube channel it's i create i make it to trying to explain some information that can be hard to understand.
0: Yeah, and it's completely it's it's, and it's done very well. The YouTube channel, again, ladies and gentlemen, is expanding consciousness, expanding underscore consciousness, and it's totally gonna worth your time. The videos are not too long and uh, are done very well. Very nice narration, by the way, and uh, yeah, looking forward to see your next videos, man. And maybe we can like pick anyway. up if you if you. I hope you enjoyed this. By the way, thanks for doing this. Uh, I it's was, a was real at, at least for me it's a huge pleasure talking about this stuff with someone who knows enough about it.
1: Thank you. I spent a lot of time, lot of time <laughs> trying to understand this.
0: Right. Hours. Yeah. Well, totally worth it then. Anywho, thank you very much, Wilhelm. Thank you for doing this. Thank Till next episode, maybe we can actually even have another episode of on this later on, see how this goes.
1: Yes. Take care. Take care, brother.